0: Pop culture pile driver, Jason Rossi with you. It is time for WWE's Backlash 2020 predictions and preview. A uh, very brief rendition. Uh, you can follow us along on Twitter at Pop PD. That's at Pop PD. I think you know how to spell those two words, but put it all together. Follow us on YouTube at Pop Culture pile driver three word that's P C P get addicted to the content. Mitch more coming at you non wrestling as well. We'll have movie reviews, uh, music, a lot more stuff, but including wrestling as well. You can follow me at Twitter on Twitter as well at Jason D Rossi. All right, let's get into the action. I'll try to keep it brief. Uh, backlash 2020, a pay per view I didn't see coming. Uh, I didn't know that was gonna be the name. The last time we had a Backlash was way back in good old 2018. Remember when 2018 was a thing? you got to like go outside and do stuff. I think it was also the very first pay per view where they co branded where there wasn't the brand extension anymore, uh where both Raw and SmackDown uh, superstars were on the card. Much different times, 2018. But uh, coming back to 2020, uh, this card kind of snuck up on us. Kind of, sort of good. Kind of, sort of interesting. Don't forget, this is marketed as the greatest match ever. So this will be the greatest preview ever. Um, And if you haven't been following along to Edge's Twitter at Adam Copeland, please do he 's been incredibly funny with the all uh, the best ever or the greatest ever on his Twitter said he had the greatest walk with his daughters he read them the greatest night story he 's been doing it all week it's it's really really good stuff I think it's a little tongue in cheek but we will uh, we'll get to that we 'll see kind of where that fits in on this card and kind of, you know, what my thoughts on it where I think they may go. All right, but we'll kick off with Apollo Cruz defending the United States Championship against Andrade. Kind of upset Andrade dropped this title. Not that Apollo Cruz isn't worthy. Um, I guess also the breaking news from this podcast is that uh, Paul Heyman is out as creative director of Raw. How crazy things have become since they announced that. So when they originally set up the two creative directors of Raw and SmackDown, uh, when they were going to Fox, it was originally... Paul Heyman for Raw, Eric Bischoff for SmackDown. Um, uh, you know, uh, you know, obviously Eric Bischoff that didn't work out. Bruce Pritchard was um, promoted there. Bruce Pritchard now overseeing both shows, which is an awful idea. It's not that I don't like Bruce Pritchard. It's just nobody. I don't care me, you, uh, the smartest guy in the world, anybody, nobody can handle five hours of pr- original programming and creatively a week, let alone a month, a year. Some television shows creative writing only has like one or two good episodes a season and that's let's say it's a half hour comedy for 24 episodes. So what are we looking at right there? You know, it's insane, you know, it's it's 48 hours of it's just too much. 4 5 hours to lead create. I know there's writers, I know there's staff, but simplify people, simplify. The 3 hour Raws just aren't working. They didn't work. I understand it's financially working, but for your fandom, it's really burning out your fans, especially with the um with no crowds. I know they've enhanced by having the NXT or, or sorry, the performance center trainers out there, but I don't know. Now, we get back to it. Apollo Crews, yes, going against Andrade. The reason I brought up the Paul Heyman thing, Paul Heyman was behind the push of Apollo Crews. Paul Heyman was behind the push of a lot of men I'm going to talk about on the men and women on this card and saying that he wanted 18 months to get a bunch of new guys over and I think he was on the trajectory of doing that including these two men in this match. Andrade was doing absolutely nothing on SmackDown, has been absolutely irrelevant on the main roster really since outside of his matches with Rey Mysterio last year. Um, I think this is a great opportunity to showcase these two. I just wish it was... I'm not a big fan of losing a title and getting a rematch on a pay-per-view. I think if the pay-per-view isn't the title change, then don't have it. I wish Apollo Crews was against somebody else, even if it was Angel Garza, Kevin Owens were a part of that match. Uh, I see them getting involved. I don't want to see the depletion of the Selena Vega crew uh, I would love to see Andrade actually take the title back. Don't see that happening. Apollo Crews will retain. I think Andrade might be moving up the card. Uh, we'll talk about that a little later. Next up is Sasha uh, and Bailey taking on Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross and the Iconics in a triple threat match for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship. A shock tag team title change a week ago on SmackDown, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross dropping the titles to Bayley and Sasha. Now, Bayley two belts, not only the SmackDown Women's Champion, but also the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship. Uh, Paige, Ember Moon had a lot of harsh words about these tag titles. Both of them very correct. These titles have been mishandled, misused, and really hasn't done much for most of the women and I actually have really enjoyed Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross together Uh, I think that's the one highlight of it the Iconics disappeared for 10 months I know there might have been injuries or other things Uh, and Bailey and Sasha obviously Sasha was off uh, television for uh, since Wrestlemania of last year until she returned late last year in 2019 Um, this one where I want to see it go, I'd actually like to see Bailey and Sasha lose the belts. I know it would be a quick term. But I'd like to actually see them lose to the Iconics. Because there's so much story that could go into the future of all the booking. Sasha's not been able to defend championships. That is her you know, status in WWE. Um, Every time she's won a a solo championship, she lost it on her first defense. Uh, Once she won the tag team titles, the very first women's tag team champions with Bayley last year at Elimination Chamber, they lost them at WrestleMania. Quick turnaround to the Iconics. So I wouldn't mind seeing that again, maybe a little history repeating itself. And also the Iconics always winning these titles in multi, you know, tag matches. They won at WrestleMania 35, in a four-way. So maybe there could just be, you know, those little things of story and maybe down the road, maybe it's a Peyton Royce versus a, a Sasha Banks for a women's championship and they can bring this stuff up. Like, give yourself some history to go down with. Or even Alexa Bliss, who I think might be one of the most low-key over talents in WWE. Like, Sasha's over, Bailey is like over, but people still kind of have their reservations with her. Nikki Cross has become beloved. The Iconics, I think people really like them in ring. You know, it's fine. But I think Alexa Bliss really is low key like one of the most over talents on the roster. I don't think there's people that say, "Oh, Alexa Bliss, no thanks." Um, a little different from where we're getting in Charlotte right now, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the pick. I'm, I'm going to say the Iconics do take it. I'm going to go with it. And I'd actually like to see it. Because then just can add to the Bailey-Sasha story that I think eventually we will see at SummerSlam. Um, you know, maybe before that SmackDown Women's title. But, like, still let it slowly burn. Like, doesn't they don't have to cost each other the title. Just Let, let it happen. Um, slowly do stuff. It's okay. We got time. And as fans, we're okay with that sometimes. Like, don't rush us, and we'll get to a match that's definitely rushed coming up on this card. Next up, Jeff Hardy taking on Sheamus. Uh, This is a match that, you know, a lot of people have put a lot of criticism behind the storyline. That Sheamus, you know, with all the, you know, real-life situation with Jeff Hardy. But that's what I want out of my wrestling. A little base in reality. Uh, CM Punk dropping the pipe bomb. CM Punk leaving the company. This contract really being up that day. That led to some of the best stuff. I know we're talking apples and oranges, but at the end of the day... Jeff Hardy isn't a guy that's like a great necessary actor, isn't necessarily great at buying into like new storylines. We saw the redemption of Jeff Hardy over the last few months in these mini documentaries that have been played out on SmackDown, which I'm gonna give credit to Bruce Pritchard on those, because that's a big thing that he you can see his influence on WWE and their network over the past few years or years since he's returned. Um so I think, you know, I really like seeing that, but I would say This one, got to go to Sheamus. You got to keep this storyline going. Let's keep, you know, he said it was a red-haired man with a red beard. Everyone goes, that's got to be Sheamus. Maybe Sami Zayn could be someone that kind of, once time is right when he returns. So let's keep this thing playing along. I actually kind of like this feud, both guys not... Like in in two, I think, underutilized feuds, I think putting them together makes it a little bit of fun. And it's kind of shadows of the greatest match, having like an edge in Norton, having a Sheamus and a Jeff Hardy, some veterans, people, some namesake that people could, you know, kind of buy into a little bit. And, you know, but I think Sheamus needs this win to keep the story going and Jeff Hardy to continue maybe doubting himself. Or maybe this match doesn't happen because Jeff is, you know, under the influence again. Maybe something crazy happens. Um, Also, just sidebar Poor Elias. This guy can't buy a storyline. Can't buy any sympathy. Bring him back as a heel. Please, please, please. Up next uh, for the Raw Women's Championship, Asuka versus Nia Jax. If Nia Jax doesn't hurt Asuka, Asuka wins. That's not like in storyline. like real. Poor, I, I kind of feel bad for Nia Jax. I don't think she's intentionally hurting anybody, but she just keeps... This is like a beast thing. It just keeps happening and happening and happening. Um, but I think Asuka should win this. I think she should be going on a pretty dominant run. We need to have a big showdown between her and Charlotte. There's no way they're holding that off till next year's WrestleMania probably going to be SummerSlam but I'm so scared of the pay-per-view schedule we're on now because like you can just pop a pay-per-view here or there. I think Extreme Rules we know is next some point in July and I believe that's all between then and, and you know SummerSlam which you know fingers crossed still potential to happen live here in Boston where we were out of again it's Jason Rossi at Jason D Rossi on Twitter on uh, you know everywhere else for all of your feeds for Pop Culture Driver. you know make sure to subscribe leave us five stars here on the podcast as well as um, on you know, YouTube, anywhere else you get your your content, we're there. driver at Pop Culture PD. Give us a follow on Twitter. would be a huge, huge help. And, uh, yeah, again, five stars. Doesn't hurt either. I don't know if any of these matches are going to get five stars, but uh, up next on the card will be Braun Strowman defending the Universal Championship versus The Miz and Morrison on a two-on-one handicap match. Miz and Morrison have been fun. A little sidebar on SmackDown, but just not buying into it. I really... I, I hate to say what I'm going to say because I don't necessarily 100% believe it, but I think The Miz has been brought down by John Morrison, and The Miz has brought John Morrison up. Like, I don't think John Morrison would be in this position had it not been with The Miz. I think The Miz is still, like, a major player in this company and someone that's still great on the mic and has brought more out of John Morrison upon his return. And I criticize some people on Twitter. Uh, I think New Age Insiders, um, you know, also formerly out of Boston, a show they did, those guys... Um, were criticized saying, like, John Morrison never drew a dime. Why are people excited when he was returning? And I thought, this is what WWE does. They bring back guys and make them big deals. But not really so much with John Morrison. It's kind of just been status quo. Putting him in a team with the Miz was fine. He came out in the Royal Rumble, like, two weeks after his return and got tossed out by Brock Lesnar at moments. I think that was a really bad booking decision. That didn't help him. Um, but, yeah, there's no way they're winning this one. Braun Strowman, a lot of rumors of... The Fiend making his return after uh, Bray Wyatt and JoJo welcomed in a baby girl. Um, don't remember the name off the top of my head, but I know that that's why he's he's off TV for now, you know, with his family. And please stay off. It's okay. The Fiend is a character I'm in no rush to bring back, only for the fact that like make his returns feel special, make it important, and let's maybe even do like the Flyerfly Fly Fun House returns, not like him popping up scary, which I just have a feeling is gonna happen. This this Braun Strowman championship run has done nothing for him. Unfortunately, I, I'm not buying into Braun Strowman. I, he's just goofy and not necessarily in like a likably goofy way. Like he's a big guy that should just be a dominant, scary heel. And instead he's like a bubblegum baby face, which is just, it's bizarre. It's a little hard to watch. Um, like Braun Strowman overall, I like the package, like what, he, what he's got. But I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm not feeling this championship run. If, you know, if you feel differently, please let me know. Uh, next up will be the match that I think should have been held Until SummerSlam, it is the WWE Championship, Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley. And these are two guys, Lashley not as much, but Drew McIntyre, who I fear right now without a Paul Heyman. I think Drew McIntyre has been a real spotlight, a bright spot on uh, these these crowdless shows. You know, since we a little before WrestleMania through now. Obviously, Oscar's the MVP of the the quarantine for wrestling, but I think Drew McIntyre has really proven himself to be a draw. Like somebody, I want to see kind of what he does. He's a little falls into what I call the WWE babyface, and I think championships ruin a lot of people. Uh, Maybe I'm giving him more credit than necessarily he deserves. But I just... I really enjoy his run so far. I like him as a dominant champion. I like him fighting every week. I like seeing the belt. Um, but against Bobby Lashley, I don't fear as much because I know he's a big... You know, Vince must love Bobby Lashley. There's just got to be something. He's just... You know, the the look, the feel, the vibe. Um, but I'm going to say Drew McIntyre should hold on here. But this match should have held out until SummerSlam. When MVP started, you know, the storyline where it's like, Bobby, you never fought for the championship one-on-one. Like, that's a big... Tease that could take months like you don't just get a title shot because you never have before you challenge somebody i, I don't like that version i wish this was like jinder mahal because this is a pay-per-view that doesn't need the championship match to feel as big because we have this greatest match ever that's coming up in a few moments that i'll talk about but i think bobby lashley versus drew mcintyre summerslam would feel huge this is something i wanted from brock lesnar versus bobby Lashley. i thought that was going to happen actually last year this time uh before seth rollins got that shot which ended up being maybe brock's best match in a few years and Seth Rollins absolute breakout moment as a baby face which got absolutely ruined also no no Seth Rollins on this card no Daniel Bryan on this card I know Daniel Bryan and AJ have a championship match on Smackdown I'm recording this prior to um that match why that match isn't on this pay-per-view also shocking but you know TV and You know, they need as much pub on TV. You know, they promote matches for pay-per-views, but they no longer really promote matches for TV, which I think could also be hurting them. If you start to, like, say, hey, two weeks, we're going to have this match on Raw, like, okay, I want to see that. Or these championship matches, like, tease ahead. Don't just, like, out of nowhere, just book them. I think they have to remember that it's time to start really teasing ahead and promoting your your te- television. But Drew McIntyre, I'm going to say for the win. I could see Bobby Lashley winning this one potentially, but I think it would be a quick switch back. Um, I think Lana gets involved. I'm kind of happy they're moving on from Bobby Lashley, Lana, but we never really got a resolution to all those tangled spider webs that they weaved. Uh, but I'll take Drew McIntyre retaining his title. Um, I just don't know where we're going for it in SummerSlam. I know there was rumors of Jinder Mahal in the future. He's injured again. Poor guy. What a theme song. Um, so, I don't know where we're going at SummerSlam. I don't know if this is a few that continues for a couple pay per views. I wouldn't mind seeing Drew just keep going after different guys. Lash could always come back at a SummerSlam, but uh, it's just that's a tough one. This seems more like a SummerSlam main event than it does a match on a card at Backlash. Uh, last but not least, the greatest wrestling match ever. It's not because I said so, it's because the WWE said so. A lot of rumors are they did this so when you google greatest wrestling match, uh, it will always this match will pop up. Another thing I heard is it's kind of like a play against some of the competition of New Japan Ring of Honor. Obviously now with AEW that like everyone's like oh it's the best match, or this is the best match and like no one gives WWE matches the same credit they do those guys but because none of those guys are overexposed. But I will say Edge and Randy Orton, I see this going one of two ways. If it's the last match on the card, it's going to be... They're going to try to make the greatest wrestling match ever, quote-unquote. If it's anywhere else, I see this being like a finger poke of doom, a low blow, schoolboy, small package, quick end, something like that. Or if they do go on last, if there is a time limit, I could also see them going that route. Like, put a time limit to it. Let these guys just go out and put together a really solid match, 30 minutes... And, you know, end it there. i personally rather see the shenanigans. I know it'll be anarchy, but it'll get everyone talking. In the greatest match ever, Randy Orton, low-blowed edge, maybe punts him in the head, beats him in three seconds, edges out for a few months, we get one more maybe blow-off. At SummerSlam in some form this mad this thing's all kind of thrown off because they went the stipulation was last man standing for their first match. their second match is the greatest wrestling match ever, which is now a stipulation. I hope you know that happens every few months um and you know I don't know what the next match would be, maybe at three stages of hell, not sure um one other thing to note them calling this the greatest blank gives you a Saudi Arabia vibes if I've ever heard of them you know because we had the greatest royal Rumble, you had um the greatest, I don't even remember. There were some other greatest, right? there. I just, when I first saw this, so my, my wondering is, did they do this match and did they use this titling because they know they're not going to Saudi Arabia this year because this match probably would have been held for that. Like, the greatest wrestling match ever. Also, I love the titling being back... It's basically called the greatest wrestling match ever... Backlash. It's not just Backlash. Um, So, I'm all about the titling. It kind of reminds me of the old In Your Houses... Where it's like Mind Games. Or, you know, even pay-per-views... Like Survivor Series, Deadly Games... Or, you know, Gang Rules. Like, bring back the titling of your events. I think that's actually going to help you... Separate yourself and make things more memorable. Where everything else is just kind of... Vanilla mundane, so... Those are my picks. To run through them real quick. I will take uh, Apollo Crews retaining the U.S. title. I will take uh, the Iconics to win the Women's Tag Team Championship. Sheamus to beat Jeff Hardy. Asuka to retain over Nia Jax. Braun Strowman to retain over Miz and Morrison. Drew McIntyre to retain. Yes, that's right. Almost all titles retaining except for the women's uh, over Bobby Lashley. And then Randy Orton at the end of the day, regardless of what happens here, I think Randy Orton beats Edge. In the greatest wrestling match ever, because I don't think we're done with this, even though Edge promised all these different matches with all these different guys. But hopefully there'll be time for that and they're holding a lot of that out for when the crowds return. Hopefully we'll see that at SummerSlam. There's still hope, folks. There is still hope. Don't mark it off yet. I'm Jason Rossi. Again, you can follow me on Twitter at Jason D. Rossi. Check you know, check out the content. We got so much coming for you here at Pop Culture Pile Driver at pop culture pd give us a follower brand new brand spanking new um obviously rossian wrestling was a podcast we were doing previous we have so much content that we're doing on our streams we stream every tuesday night live around 8 p.m eastern standard time this coming week we will be streaming mrs doubtfire well we won't be streaming it we'll be reviewing mrs doubtfire uh, for father's day we're going to be doing a top 11 how i met your mother episodes and don't forget after backlash should tease this me and Billy D, uh, my tag team partner in the podcast sphere and streaming, we will be live with a reactions right after the show over on YouTube. So follow us, subscribe at Pop Culture Piledriver. All the links will be in this description below. Thank you guys so much for taking a listen. Let me know your thoughts. Um, hope you're having a great uh, isolation time as states start to slowly reopen. Be safe, be well, enjoy Backlash. We'll catch you on the post show as the pay per view ends. Again, it's at Pop Culture PD, a pop culture pile driver on YouTube.